Hey y'all, welcome to Level Up, and I am Frank, and I'm joined by Kyle. Howdy. And today we are talking Final Fantasy XIV, the hottest game in town right now. Uh, what are you thinking, man? How, how many hours you got in this game already? Oh, that's a great question. I've never looked. Um, I've played it off and on over the years. My wife got me into the game, and she first got into it way back in ARR when it was first re-released. Oh wow! And she's been keeping up with it over the years, and she's always been poking and prodding me to play it with her. And I think just before Stormblood was about to be finished up, because Shadowbringers was announced, mm-hmm. I decided to get into the game. Yeah, and it's been an incredible journey. I'll just put it that way. Like it's just been full of twists and turns and lots of comparisons to wow, which I have a big experience with. Right. And yeah, it's quite a journey. If you want to take it. When we, when we're reviewing this, we're going to be doing a lot of that. We're going to be comparing this to other MMOs, world of Warcraft, of course, being like the biggest MMO in the world, but also like in my experience, Elder Scrolls online, wild stars, Skyforge. Um, some of those other MMOs and some of the best features, Guild Wars 2, some of the best features picked out from each one because I feel like this game does incorporate some of the best from other MMOs. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're talking Final Fantasy fourteen. It was developed and published by Square Enix, of course. Every Final Fantasy is. Uh, now, it's important to note that it released September 2010. Then, after two years, the game was actually shuttered for a bit and re-released August 2013 as Final Fantasy fourteen: A Realm Reborn. And it was, this was highly needed, and, and it's so rare for a company to take this move. But basically, they were not happy with the product. The, the fans were not necessarily happy with the product. So they said, we're not going to waste it. We're going to save it. And it, it was all for the better, right? Did you play the game at all, or were you familiar with the game prior to A Realm Reborn? Uh, not too much. I basically just heard word of mouth at the time, and there was a lot of negative reviews on the first iteration of the game. Yeah, And overall, like... I just heard like everything about it just did not work. Like from everything from as simple as the combat to professions to just traversing the world. Like it was just a giant dumpster fire. (laughs) So I stayed away for that reason. And you know me, I have a pretty long history with Final Fantasy. I played most of the mainline titles except for the original NES and Super NES games. So I was really anticipating this. But of course, at the time, I was really into WoW as well. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard that it was basically a failure, I just was like, okay, it's back to WoW. Yeah, it's disheartening. Uh, myself, I, I actually have never played any other Final Fantasy game. I have played this one. Oh, I actually played it back in 2010 when it first came out because there was a phase back in the early days of WoW where we'd always hear the term WoW Killer, right? Yep. And so I would always buy into any of these games. I'm like, hey guys, this is it. This is the new WoW Killer because it was just like, if World of Warcraft is this good and it's something that can kill it, be this much better than it, well, then I'm in, right? Of course, it's mm-hmm. just more goodness. Um, and it was a dud, but the reasons that it was a dud are not necessarily the reasons, like, I stopped playing it. So um, I, think the, I think the Reborn was good. What, what are your thoughts on a company taking those kind of steps to, to revise their game? It's basically unheard of, right? Like, you don't really see a lot of these publishers going back to a game that failed and reinvesting in it. It's basically yeah. a swan song. Like you've never really heard of this before. It's almost like a legend now. Yeah. <laughs> it, and just... to this degree, like cyberpunk came out and it was dumpster fire and they right. fixed it, but they actually stopped this game and then rebuilt and re-released like that's pretty high up there because they could have just kept this thing open and, and gotten some money out of it until then. 
No, they yep. stopped it, and then I mean that that shows a level of um, honesty from Square Enix that really we don't see a lot in other companies, and, and should be praised. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, they just did a phenomenal job rebuilding it, like just taking those assets and reutilizing them and building off of that as well for the story, because yeah. that's how AR starts off. Is like the old world's been utterly destroyed, and mm-hmm. you'll see that moving forward in the main story. Yeah. Uh, well, it's called the calamity, right? If I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this was a uh, the newer version of Reborn was produced by uh, Naoki Yoshida, uh, best known for Dragon. Uh, I'm sorry, Dragon Quest X, which is like you know critically acclaimed, fantastic game. Uh, they trust him so much that he's actually the one producing Final Fantasy 16. So that shows you the kind of investment that Square Enix has in this guy. Um, and, and the work that he does. And of course, if he's somebody that you trust to rebuild the game, you, you trust him for the future of this too. Uh, especially now, with this game going so hot. Alright, so we're going to do the one minute timer, Kyle. I'm firing it up right now. Okay. What aspect of the game do you feel like you're going to cover? So, overall, it's really hard to narrow it down to one thing. But I think the main draw of the game is its main story. So I'm going to okay. go with that. Cover the story. Okay. Alright, you got one minute starting now. All right, so Final Fantasy fourteen. it's basically a retelling of a world that has been absolutely destroyed by Bahamut, which is basically the end-all primal. He's the big badass of the whole franchise. And moving forward, the story of the game is about rebuilding after that calamity. You have three grand companies that you align with. You have to make that choice later in the game. And you align with them and you go off on these main story quests which is different from other mmos and which is what i think the best draw of the game you get to know these characters that you've aligned with over the course of many expansions and overall it's just a great journey yeah all right you got 15 minutes on the seconds on the board but that was pretty good you got over that you got me interested in it that's what you did oh good um (laughs) yeah because I, i do like that idea of like the idea of the game, the story of the game is rebuilding. It is the reborn part. And uh, that's pretty enticing because um, if you think of some of these, some of these other MMOs, um, a lot of times there is a big event that you need to stop. There's a big bad that you need to stop. Um, but this one takes place after that. And, and I mean, to a degree, right? Of course, there's always going to be a big bad. But the idea is like, okay, look, that happened. And now we're living in this world trying to rebuild it. So that's pretty cool. The story of the game, do you feel like is more important in this MMO compared to other MMOs? It's kind of hard to detail like how impactful the story is unless you've gone through it yourself. Like uh, over the course of the game, the ARR section is 1 through 50. And during that time, you're just doing these quests to rebuild whatever nation you've aligned with. And over mm-hmm. time, you start to see glimpses of bigger threats with more political aspirations, like influencing the events of the story. And what separates Final Fantasy from, say, World of Warcraft is it's mainly driven by dialogue, like character uh, dialogue. And over the course of many hours, you're doing so many of these main story quests that it really pulls you in unexpectedly. You start to have, like, a devotion or almost like an investment in their development. And I think that's its major strength. It helps center you in this world that you don't know anything about. And you yeah. see the world through their lens, like their perspective. 
Yeah. So to give people kind of some understanding of where we're standing at, you've been to the end game and I'm still leveling. So I haven't seen the level 50 stuff. Uh, But at level 50, does it feel like it kind of concludes with the world is on its feet and now we have to move into big threats? So this is what's interesting about the game is that the expansions build off of the major plot points of the previous expansion. Events from ARR have a significant impact on the story in the latest expansion, such as uh, Shadowbringers and now with Endwalker. You're with these characters throughout the entire narrative and you see these major villains be developed throughout the course of entire expansions, patches, and they play into future events. Like it's all connected. I think that's something you see in games like WoW as well. Like you have a lot of recurring names. But the difference is the character development is so well done. The writing is fantastic. And the sweeping score really just pulls you in to the universe yeah. overall. Do you feel like there are tentpole characters that can carry this franchise long into the future? Uh, we oh, see that sure. with some of the other, like, like for example, a Final Fantasy VII, uh, Cloud and stuff like that, they're so iconic that you know, 20 years in the future, people are still talking about these characters. Do you find that in Final Fantasy fourteen? Absolutely. Yeah. Bar none. I think Final Fantasy 14 is the best Final Fantasy game since 10. Like the characters overall are well recognizable, like to a player of the MMO. They stick with you through thick and thin, like they're constantly by your side in the main story quest. And you, they become like enveloped in your mind. Like they're basically household names. If you played the game and you mentioned them, say at, a fan fest that that's uh, Square Enix's version of BlizzCon, right? And everyone's going to have a story about their favorite moment with one of those characters. Like it's just going to happen. Yeah. Um, do they develop with you? Because I know, like, a problem with MMO is really the development is on the player side, right? Because you're the one that's experiencing the world, and it's the stories that you develop along the way with your friends or even on your own. Um, do these characters feel like they are also growing with you, or are they are you separated from them? No, they're definitely going to be 100% like growing throughout the main story events. Like, uh, there's going to be several key plot points throughout ARR as well as the expansions Heaven's Ward, Shadowbringers, Stormblood. And you have moments where they transform a character, and over the course of time, they like add a complexity to them. Like, uh, one of my favorites is Ishtola. She's. The Makote, which is like, for you people not well-versed in it, it's the cat lady, basically. <laughs> okay. That's what I needed. And, I needed the cat lady. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a very popular favorite. Um, you'll see throughout the course of the expansions, like, she overgoes, like, several transformations of her character. And what I like most about it is that in each expansion, they change classes in between them. So for the first ARR, she's a white mage. Mm-hmm. And as you get further in the story in Shadowbringers, she becomes a black mage. And there's oh, wow. reasons for why that is. And you see that with each party member, which is really fascinating. For people who are not familiar with the MMO uh, games, right, how, how that works, uh, they're probably wondering, like, why does it matter that characters are developing that's something that normally happens in a game? It's important to remember that in most games, you're in a narrative story, you're a character in a narrative story. Generally, you're Batman in Arkham City or... Or you're a very specific person, Dragonborn, in Skyrim. 
But in an MMO, it's it's key that you're not identified, that you're just a random champion that's participating in the events of the world. Now, Final Fantasy, I've noticed as I'm playing, I feel more included in the story than I do in other MMOs. I feel like, yeah, the story's happening to other people, but it's, it's specifically happening to me. Do you feel that as well? Absolutely, yeah. I think what Final Fantasy XIV does really well is it makes your character the catalyst. Like, you're the warrior of light. That's basically the whole premise of the story. Like, you have a special gift that's been given to you and bestowed upon you for the benefit of rebuilding Eorzea, which is the continent of the game. Yeah. And these people that gather around you, they have similar goals. They want to rebuild this world for the better. And they use your power to do so. And over the course of the main story, you'll see how each character is affected by that and how they respond to your character's beat, like their whole presence, like their being in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's so unique. Like I'm thinking like Elder Scrolls Online was one that was kind of close to that. I did feel included in Elder Scrolls Online. But like Wildstar, not so much. Skyforge, not at all. Really, that you were just kind of just a member of the world, um, and so it is. It's cool that they did that. It's a tough one to balance to feel you it is. to make you feel included like that. It is really tricky. In, in WoW, for example, you're more of a bystander. I feel like, yeah. whereas in Final Fantasy, you're you're in it. Like you're making these deci- uh, decisions for these characters. And I feel like in MMOs, that's actually you know. Final Fantasy does it right, but I think World of Warcraft is pitching it that way. Like, hey, you're in a world where, you know, one at one point you're just collecting pigs for somebody, and in another moment you're fighting <laughs> Indeed, the yeah. Lich King, you know? And, it, <laughs> and so it's kind of like, you are just part of this world. But a game that th- that's that old, it stacks up, and we joke about it often, if it's like, at a certain point, yeah, you're having me go click flowers, but do you know who I am? Like, I've killed, right. you know, I've all these dragons and stuff like I am a god amongst men and you treat me like that. It's why when like garrisons were introduced, it kind of like made sense. It's like, yeah, about damn time I'm leading a garrison. And, um, but of course it was quickly wiped away with the next expansion. But yeah, um, this game does a different thing where it's, it's more about telling almost like a single player story that has like people with you. It's almost like that. If that makes sense to you. I think that's the biggest thing it takes from previous final fantasy games is it gives you a main party that sticks with you throughout the course of the narrative. Yeah. And over that uh, story, you see a whole bunch of character development as well as battling with them. You know, at times there's yeah. a lot of these single player instances where you're with those characters and they're helping you defeat the main enemy. What I'm having running into a problem, what, what problem I'm running into is uh, I went into this game reading and people saying like do not play this like you would another mmo because you'll mess it up you, you need to play this like it's a final fantasy game and it took maybe 10 minutes before i'm automatically playing this like an mmo and i'm just like clicking through dialogue as fast as i can just so i can go yeah that's kill whatever a I big mistake yes exactly i'm running into <laughs> that uh do you feel like it's okay so that's that's what i really needed to hear right here then um even from the beginning i should be reading every piece of dialogue is that what you're saying Correct. Yeah, that's going to be your main anchor to the world itself. If you're not at all reading the dialogue, you're not getting that information that will pay off in dividends as you make further progress in the story. Every yeah, little detail has anything. an impact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, well, it's funny. It's like, you know, we're going to mention World of Warcraft a lot, guys, because I, I know for a huge portion of you, 
you're making the move over from one to another. So that's why we're making sure to mention the previous game. Um, but in that game, yeah, many of the quests don't really matter because, I mean, there are those people like myself who generally know what's going on, but they'll do a cutscene if it's really important, right? Like that's, you're just kind of banking on that on, on for a while. But for a game like this, you're saying that you really have to read your way through it. And I think I might have to like go back, watch some videos to kind of catch up on the story to where I'm at now, <laughs> because there are so many times where I'm just like, kill big chicken, gotcha. Kill cactus guys, gotcha. You know, like I do, I, my mentality is just like quest hub, okay. And then I just go around that. And that's just not how to play this game, really. Well, true. I mean, there's certain segments where the main story is more impactful, like where you're at in ARR at the beginning. Like there's going to be a lot of that redundancy with the quest dialogue. That's fine. But I feel like if you're doing that in, say, Heaven's Work or Stormblood or Shadowbringers, you're missing a huge chunk of that rewarding character development that you're a part of, as well as, say, for the villains. Like it gives you more of a, I guess, what's the word I'm trying to think of here? I guess more of a. Like an investment? No, it's not quite it. It's kind of like like uh, a reason i guess a motive mm-hmm. for going after this enemy because he's been such a huge in, like a huge influence on yeah. why things are going bad in aorzea i see uh and, and from my understanding like once you get to the expansions they start doing a lot more voice acting and the questing and stuff like that and that's the- also true yes okay. do you think it's a good move for me to buy a boost and just get right to the expansions or wait and just level up do not buy the boost because you're missing out on so much uh, okay. key plot points that will have an impact later in the story. So what I'm hearing is, Frank, shut up and just read the damn dialogue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, all right. It, all right. It, it's a slow burn. I, that's the best way to yeah. put it. Okay. It'll pay all off, right. though, if you do stick it out. I'll stop skipping dialogue then. You got me. <laughs> uh, as for the villain on this thing, now at my level, I'm not really experiencing any like major villain. It's mostly just like creatures and caves and stuff. Uh, do you feel like the villain is, is a real threat in this game and makes themselves known? Yes. Uh, basically, with each expansion, it has its own standalone villain that, you know, similar to the Jailer and WoW, like they're now capitalizing right. on that because they've seen how successful that narrative is for an MMO expansion. And in some cases that villain is, you know, able to survive for another day and he comes back in the future expansion. And there's certain ones that, you know, are only contained within that expansion. Yeah. Throughout most of ARR, it's different though, because mainly your main role is to ward off these primals, which are basically like Ifrit or Titan or Ramu. These are very well-known names in the Final Fantasy franchise. They're basically the summons from those previous games. And as your character, you have to stop that from happening. And that's mainly what ARR is about. Okay. Yeah. And then once you get past that, it's kind of standing on its own and it's using a a standalone villain. And it's funny you mentioned that because, like, yeah, they're doing that a lot with the Jailer now. And World of Warcraft has... Learned this lesson, forgotten it, learned it again so many times through their expansions. And we see what, like, Battle for Azeroth is a great example of, of not having a clear villain and the punishment yeah. that, that came with, you know, when even Legion, Legion was good because they kind of tele, they, they telegraphed what they were going to do. Like, hey, in three months, you guys are going to be going to this planet. It's in the sky now. You can see it. But of course, nothing rivals Wrath of the Lich King, 
you know you got to kill the Lich King by the end of this thing. And that forever villain was such a good presence that I think it was a, a lesson they forgot, you know, and are they starting did. to relearn. Yeah. I think with, you know, Cataclysm, that was its major fault. It was they branded Deathwing as like the end all be all. But you fight him and you're just hitting his toenail, basically. And it's like, come on, really? <laughs> well, I actually, yeah, I watched a documentary about that expansion. And what's funny is they started the expansion saying, you guys going to kill um, Deathwing. And they did not know how to do it. So they actually started the expansion with saying, that's the big guy. And not knowing how you're going to fight the big guy. They had two years <laughs> to get that figured out. And so they, there's a model in the game, which we, we do see it in one quest, but it was a detailed model of Deathwing in his human form, or you know what I'm saying, like that humanoid form. And they were like, push him to shove, you'll fight that, but we know fans will be pissed at us. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like the like pull the ripcord moment for them. It was like, do we do we let them fight the humanoid version or the actual dragon? And they went with the dragon version. And it was it was a bit I like I actually like DS. It was a decent raid, but it was a bit of a mess, you know. Indeed. All right. Yeah. Uh the structure for the game, like you're saying, we we've kind of gone over a lot of that here, but um you know, that, that first half, the a Realm Reborn is about basically, you know, fending off these elementals and rebuilding these factions and, and basically setting up Final Fantasy fourteen on its own. And then these expansions build upon that. Now, right. before they had the Realm Reborn, do you do you know what that primary story was? Was it just fighting off the elementals? Uh that's I would imagine so. I'm not really well versed on that history of the game, but mm-hmm. Just moving on from there, like it's very clear that's what they built from. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the, you, I, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because, because frankly, I'm at a point where I'm just kind of like clicking through buttons and trying to level as fast as I can, and I'm much more invested into Final Fantasy now, and I hope that the listeners are as well um, than I was before because you're clarifying so much for me, and that's one thing I think that it's hard as a as a I don't play a lot of JRPGs and stuff like that. So it's hard to like understand necessarily what's going on with that world. So it's great that we're, cl- we're talking about this and clarifying some stuff. I can relate uh, to that too. Cause uh, I think before I started playing final fantasy 14, it was several years before, you know, I fell out of JRPGs in general. And yeah, over time I just got so accustomed to the Western RPG, World of Warcraft, for example, and yeah, Skyrim and stuff. Exactly. And, what I miss most about JRPGs was that writing and that character development. Like that's what it does really well. Yeah. I feel like that's Final Fantasy XIV's main strength. Mm-hmm. And they took a lot from World of Warcraft. Like they first had Yoshi P, that's now Yoshida's nickname. Uh he and his team played through all of Cataclysm and they took notes, like strict notes, like how can we improve upon this? They used that as a basis. For ARR, yeah, yeah, and that was that's so it makes so much sense because Cataclysm is the one where the world shattered, so it's right. a great one to kind of you know base <laughs> things off of. All right, so let's go ahead. We're we're done with our first level. Uh, we got to figure out a grade for this. We're going to be leaning on your grades because you're the one that's got the end game going here. Uh, out of thirty, what would you give the story of this game? So this is definitely a biased answer, but it is okay. the correct answer. It's a thirty <laughs> out of thirty. Thirty out of thirty. It I'm is not the main surprised pull by of the game. Yeah. yeah. And that's what that, that's why I'm not surprised is because every person I've talked to who is a fan of Final Fantasy, it's all about that story. Um and then yeah, you you've really clarified that up for us. That's really good. Uh if you guys have any questions about Final Fantasy story, hop on our Discord. Kyle's there and you can be asking them all kinds of questions. There we go. Now I put you out of the spotlight. Now people are going to be <laughs> quizzing you. Watch. 
We'll see. I'm not that well experienced with the game, but. <laughs> oh, backpedaling already. I see how it is. <laughs> All right, guys, we are leveling up. We're going to level two gameplay. Let's talk about the basics here. Uh, I, I do have to kind of get used to these like smoother controls almost in this game because uh, everything is is like extra polished. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's it's clean and, and everything like that. And like the combat is a little bit slower for, for some people that, that might not be familiar. It's a 2.5 global cooldown compared to the normal 1.5 you might be expecting. But once you get past that, and I got a friend who says like, yeah, there's eventually stuff that you'll be doing in between those 2.5 GCDs that help a lot. Um, but yeah, the, the, the movement and like that is so smooth. It, it takes a bit to get used to. Did you experience that or is that just me? It definitely, uh, is something that takes time to get used to mm -hmm. coming from wow. It's much faster paced, mm -hmm. but with final fantasy 14's combat, it's much more deliberate. I would say like oh, each, good word, button, good word. each button you press has significance. Like everything is so crucial to the rotation because, uh, for my example, I play a monk. That's yeah. the class I chose to level to 80 first. Right. And not only do you have to think about positionals, but you have to think about the order that you press those buttons in. Yeah. For example, the rotation of a typical monk, you have to be behind the boss, apply a debuff, and then you hit the next sequence. You have to go to the side of the boss to get the most damage. And you're constantly having to manipulate your player character along with avoiding all the mechanics of the boss itself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, deliberate, I think, is the best way to describe it. Like You have to be really mindful of what you're doing because yeah. if you're not, you're just uh, compromising your raid, basically, Yeah, or your group. I'm playing a pugilist, which is actually kind of the, you know, it's kind of similar That's to the that, predecessor but... to the monk. Yeah, exactly. And so um, I do like that idea of like, I have to do this combo to build up to that combo to build up to that combo. I do like that kind of like a ramp up to something cool uh, that this game does. And uh, from my understanding, the Pugilist is kind of an easier class compared to something like the Black Mage, which has much more about like uh, making sure you it's a builder spender class or there's other ones that are uh, much more about dodging stuff. Um, so it feels like there's a pretty wide array, uh, array of combat. Have you played any other classes or, or, or what class is your wife playing? So for me, I haven't done a lot of alt leveling, but that's mm -hmm. the, another great thing about Final Fantasy, by the way, is you don't have to make a new character to play other jobs. You can level them up on the same character. And I think that is really a benefit to the game because instead of having so many different characters that you're not going to give you know, two craps about, like in World of Warcraft, you just right. use them as like mount farmers, basically. Exactly, yeah. Your main character, that's your warrior of light like that's integral to your identity and you can carry that forward in future expansions play other jobs it's really cool um i've done samurai a little bit i'm currently yeah. a level 75 samurai and that's the main job that i've leveled up besides monk and it's very much deliberate as well with their rotation you have a lot of combo strings that rewards you for following them correctly and also you have what's called a gauge and each class has their own gauge where you do the more instant, you know, types of things to fill in between the GCDs. Yeah. And that helps spice up the gameplay more. Yeah. That's, that's, that was what, what I was hearing is that there's stuff you're going to be doing in between those GCDs that really make it a lot mm -hmm. faster. Uh, Samurai, good to hear that you played that. That's actually the one I'm going for, Samurai. 
Right. Um, just you know, <laughs> classic MMO player myself. I'm like, I googled what does the most damage in Final Fantasy. Oh, it's samurai. Okay, okay, that's how I'm gonna play it then. <laughs> I'm selling out, guys. Um, yeah. So, uh, I do feel, and then of course we'll talk about the looks later on, but it, combat's very flashy too. Um, which I think is a JRPG feel in general because I also played um, what's it called, Soul and Blade? Have you ever played Soul and Blade? Or Blade and Soul? Uh, Maybe it's Blade and Soul actually. I haven't. No. Um, it's a Korean uh, uh, one, and it's it is this sim similar thing where it's like all of your moves look amazing. Just a punch has so many lights and sounds, and it's like, oh, that's dope. But it's like you know, it's, it's a it's a it's amazing, really, and it, this kind of feels the same way in that sense. Um, yeah, and then yeah, uh, just traversing around the world and like that, all that movement stuff is really good. Uh, the menu to me is easily the hardest hurdle to get over. I agree. Getting used to that menu. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That I would say is its biggest hurdle in yeah. learning the game. The littlest things like, oh God, it's that I've complained to Scott so many times about it. That like hand over <laughs> or whatever it is where you have to like hand something to them, like actually do it. I'm just like, why can't I right click on this? Like, let me just click on this thing and it'd be done. And he's already, he's like looking for some sort of script or add on you could get to like automatically do stuff for you. It's like, uh, oh, add-ons aren't really welcomed here. <laughs> so it's a little tricky. So th this is a good question. Are you, you're playing with mouse and keyboard, I take it? Yes. Not a controller. No. Should I be playing that, with a controller? That's how I'm playing Final Fantasy XIV is with a controller. Really? Okay. Yes. And as a monk, I think it plays better on a controller than it does mouse and keyboard. Oh, wow. Okay. And that is also why I think it's the most difficult way to navigate the menus with a controller. Of mm -hmm. course, uh, I'm now playing it on PC, but I still use a controller to play my character. Yeah. And overall, the interface, it's much more uh, customizable than World mm -hmm. of Warcraft's because World of Warcraft's default UI is just, it's so oh, yeah. basic. It requires add-ons. to. It really does. It really does. Yeah. And with Final Fantasy, you, can, you have a lot of control over yeah. where you can put things and also how to control your character and it's kind of like a give and take like it's good and bad because there's a lot more complexity to the ui yeah but if you put the time into it it does pay off now with a controller does it use a tab targeting system still or is it just like what's in front of you so essentially uh, i use a playstation 4 controller because that's where i came from i first played yeah. it on the ps4 and you use the d-pad to do your targeting and you use the left oh. and right to kind of mimic tab targeting. Yeah. It's difficult to get. It's kind of like a nuanced approach to it. Right. It's probably a lot easier on mouse and keyboard for combat. Mm -hmm. But I for, will give that a shot, though. I never even thought about playing on the controller. Yeah. The interesting thing is uh, you can customize the crossbar, which is basically when you hold the triggers. It yeah. brings up more buttons you can press right. for your character to do stuff. Yeah. And the fable. Exactly, yeah. And from 1 to 80, that's how I played the game. It was straight with the controller and it it was really good. I honestly felt more immersed in the game because of it than with the oh, mouse wow. and keyboard. Yeah. I never even thought of, I will okay, I'm going to be doing that. We'll stream that. I haven't streamed this game yet just because I really wanted to get a, a, the hang of the game first. I'm trying to, you know, wrap up watch uh, Watch Dogs. But I will try that. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um do you know, I mean this is this is probably valuable for people who are interested in this part. Uh do you know if your character goes from different consoles? Like, is it crossplay by chance or no? It is. Yeah. So awesome. when my wife and I first played together, I was on the PlayStation 4 and she was on PC. And we were able to make characters on the same server and play together 
very seamless. That is miles ahead of any MMO mm-hmm. I can think of. There are no, there is no MMO that's. I mean, I think like Neverwinter. It, I mean, I played a little bit of that, but um, that's on consoles. But it's not as fluid as this. That's that's amazing. Okay. Yeah, if you See, do now- want to switch, <laughs> it, you just have to buy another copy of the game. Like for me, yeah. when I went to Steam, I just bought Shadowbringers on there for twenty bucks. It was recently on yeah. sale, and now I'm playing it on PC with still my controller. Okay. Very easy. Yeah, I'll, I can go buy it on the PlayStation and then it'll be set. I'm so glad we're doing this because you've got me. I'm telling you, Kyle. So let's be honest about the situation, right? I'm I'm a fuddy duddy man. I was just like, oh, I'm never leaving WoW, and then you know, lately I'm like more open to it than I have been before, and um, and so I'm like, I'll try Final Fantasy. All my friends are playing Final Fantasy; they're loving it, and I was just sitting there like, I am really pulling teeth on this thing. Well, first off, I have no clue what the story is, so that's not helping me, right? <laughs> you told me exactly. I should be skipping. <laughs> and and so I'm I'm glad we're having this conversation because now I'm my interest in Final Fantasy is I have new vigor. I'm excited to to get back into it. So that's good. Very good. Uh yeah. All right. So and then uh th- so that's a major innovation right there. Is there anything else you could think of that Final Fantasy's brought to the table that other MMOs just don't have? I would say the social aspect is much really? more refined than say World of Warcraft because what Final Fantasy does well is that it helps bring players together. Mm-hmm. And you see that with the roulette system. Uh, this is the Final Fantasy version of LFD or looking for a dungeon. Okay. And wow. Yeah. Uh, essentially it incentivizes you better. So if you've done the content already, you get rewarded amply. Like uh, I would say, Similar to badges, like I'm sure you're familiar with the badge system in WoW, where right, you'd right. get heroic badges, I think it were called. Yeah, valor here and there. Valor. Yeah, whatever. Look, you get a little extra perk, yeah. Exactly. Like WoW has moved away from that a lot. And mm-hmm. Final Fantasy has like fully invested in that system. And I think it's yeah. much more rewarding to the player over time. For you WoW players, I'm sure you've said it as long as as much as I've said it, it's like every time they change how gear works, you always say, like, why not just bring Valor back? Valor works. Yep. Yep. And and so Final Fantasy is like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It makes gearing alts a lot easier too, because you can earn those currency points on your main character and then spend yeah. that on gear for your alt. And, and it rewards you, that. And you could also gear up basically your other cl- uh, jobs too, right? Because then Correct. You're like, this one will be, I'm getting my black mage set. Okay. Yeah. They, basically, they call them tombstones. And over the course of the game, you're doing the main story for the first time and you're able to build a huge uh, like bank or storage space of these tombstones. So as you progress to the game, you can buy this armor or if you wish to change it up, you can easily switch to another job yeah. and spend those tombstones to gear up that job. I see. Okay. Okay. It doesn't waste There's- your time per se. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something you don't see them advertise very much, too. I haven't seen that on any any videos or anything like that that I've been watching. So it's one of those like kind of hidden perks that this game has over other MMOs. It's more that's of an endgame thing, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's probably why then. Yeah, they're, they're probably not advertising that part yet. Okay. Um, okay, anything else you could think of before we get on? I'll give this thing a grade for uh, gameplay? So gameplay socially, there's player housing. Okay. There's PvP, which I haven't really done much of. And there's even a casino in the game, which is a whole another thing. Like there's mini games like Triple Triad, yeah. Chocobo Racing. There are these uh, seasonal events 
that take place. Like right now, for example, there's the Make It Rain campaign mm-hmm. where you get more uh, casino points, basically. It's called MGP. But everyone goes to this location, this casino, and they just all kind of socialize and play in these events to get more currency. Yeah. And uh, I just feel like overall it's more incentivized for the player. Yeah, which which is funny because those are all things, traits from Final Fantasy, not from the genre. Those are actually from Final Fantasy does a lot of those. Uh, even we were talking about, you know, Dragon Quest has is known for its um, casino system and stuff like that and how big those are. So uh, aspects that are brought in from other genres into this game and are thriving, you know, so that's pretty cool. And another big thing is flying in the game is way easier to attain than it is in World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. This is not hidden behind money per se. It's more about discovering these locations through the map. Like you're familiar enough with the map to fly in it, basically, right? That's the seamlessness of it. So as you're progressing through a new zone, questing in it, leveling up, you come across these ether currents. And all you do is you click on it, you collect it, you do enough of them, you get flying in that particular zone only. So yeah. as you're progressing through the story, you are rewarded flying if you put enough exploration in, rather than waiting for time gating which is very yeah. common in World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, and, and it's time gating. You guys are familiar with that term. It's, it's something used a lot in mobile gaming. And it's what a lot of AAA titles are starting to, to embrace is the time gating. Um, and it's something that, I mean, I'm, is, is, can you think of anything that's time gated in Final Fantasy or is it generally just grind it out if you want it? Aside from like new content, you can only loot it once a week. That's, okay. really, that's really it. Aside from MSQ. But that's yeah. always, you know, iterated upon with each new patch like it's continued right so the latest patch is going to be once a week you know but you can go back and farm with content if you want it or something like that yes yes uh is there any sort of for lack of a better term transmogging in this game where you're able to change your armor i would say that is the main challenge the game has is capitalizing on that fad of the game because it's really popular aspect of it Mm -hmm. my wife for example that's the main reason why she plays is to customize her character. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately the system they have in place is not nearly as easy to collect as it is in Warcraft. Okay. Um, you're only limited to a certain amount of space in what's called your glamour dresser. You mm-hmm. have 400 slots or spaces available. And this is throughout every class, every job basically. So you have a certain restriction with that. You can't just collect as you go. And like with Warcraft, once it's in your inventory, it's there forever. Yeah, it's like a digital side library, essentially. Yeah, right. I would say that's the main thing Final Fantasy is lacking is that customizability for your character. Um, There is a barber shop where you can alter your character's features, which is great. But in order to change character details that you make when you first make your character, you have to buy something called a file Fantasia. They sell them for ten dollars a pop, so they sell a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> just ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you guys are are discussing it at the the kitchen dinner too. Like, honey, Every you gotta stop changing your appearance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think do you think this game's leaning on microtransactions uh a little too much or is it just about right? Compared to Warcraft, I think it's better 
because yeah, really a lot of the mounts that you can buy in the store in WoW are way cooler, more detailed, obviously yeah. made with the intent of you buying it to look cooler. Of course. In Final Fantasy, they sell more of the character customization stuff like uh different armor sets. I see. Which WoW is now starting to get into mm-hmm. with that scribe darter set, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all cosmetic. Of course, it's not going to affect gameplay, right? Which isn't bad, but you know, it's still existing. Other, otherwise, though, I think it's not a deterrent, or it, you know, doesn't negatively impact the game at all. It's basically what you want to put into it. You get back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, microtransactions are just going to be it's part of the industry now, so you it can is. expect them. But it sounds like. Final Fantasy is not overdoing them yet or anything like that. So that's that's really good to hear. It's um, not like in your face, I guess, is a good way to put it. Which I feel like in a lot of uh, content that I play nowadays, I'm seeing like, I mean, God, this is this is the worst example of it ever. But Raid Shadow Legends is a great example of <laughs> yeah. when it's just like in your face and you're mm-hmm. just like, I just want to play the game, guys. I understand you make your money on this. And if it's a good game, I'll invest in it. But at get getting it right away is a bit much. So, yeah, I feel you. Um. What would you give, we're at level two, what would you give the gameplay out of 30? You know, I, myself, I prefer WoW's faster pace style, but mm. I really do enjoy Final Fantasy's take on combat as well. Um, personally, I feel like the rotations can be simplistic, yeah. but what helps spice up the variety per se are the boss mechanics of the dungeons or the raids or the trials. So I'm going to give this a 26 out of 30. It's not perfect. Like I have issues with the UI sometimes. Like navigating menus is difficult, mm-hmm. and also uh, basically everything that you can find in the game is easy to locate yeah. in the world itself. So I think overall, it's you know a great experience altogether. Definitely so, needs improvement though. Yeah. So out of thirty, what are you giving it? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Still pretty solid. This thing's coming up pretty good so far. All right, guys. We got to our next level. It's level three. We're heading into design. Uh, we're going over graphics first. Uh, level design. So let's let's talk about that world that you're walking around in. Uh, not necessarily the people in it or the things in it, but just the world itself. Uh, I, I Now, I've played in two different places because I have, I have a few alts. But um, I've, I've done one where it's like all oh, this foresty and it's green and like that very nice. Uh, the one I'm in now, I'm actually liking a lot more. The, the city, I believe, is called Ulda, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of got a desert aspect around it, which is not common for starting zones, which is really interesting. It's not very common for a starting zone. Um, and it's, it seems like it is full of life and it's full of vegetation. Uh, when I'm walking around, I don't feel like it's a, a, a major you know, slog fest. I just feel like I'm going to the point and it, it's quite nice. And there are parts that I want to explore. Like I've seen this train system. And I'm like, oh, what's this train system do? And stuff like that. Uh, and it's, it's cool to create a world that I actually do want to explore. It's been a bit since there's been a game where I actually just want to explore the world. And, and Final Fantasy is hitting that for me. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? It's funny you mentioned Uldah because that's actually the zone I picked as well to start in. And oh, yeah. it had the most uh, diversity from World of Warcraft's starting areas. Mm-hmm. And... I think the main thing you'll notice as you're playing is there's like maps or zones, but they're separated by a loading screen. Mm-hmm. 
And it definitely breaks up, you know, the immersion a little bit. It does take you out when you see a loading screen or when you're yeah. going in between the city and going out to Thandaland, which is the area surrounding it. And overall, I think WoW does it a lot better because it's seamless. It, you know, there's no loading screens in between zones, only between right. continents. And overall, I do like the fast travel system, the Ethernet crystals. Mm-hmm. That really helps with navigating the world itself, and it gives you a lot of different places you can teleport to, which saves time, which is great. In Warcraft, yeah. you don't really have that so much. It's just you know Windrider. Wait, yeah, or yeah, 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 or Hearthstone too, yeah. Right. And in regards to graphics, um, I think the main thing is the vibrancy of the world is not quite as detailed. As World of Warcraft zones, like let's be real, art design for WoW is top notch. It's always has, of course, been. it always has been. Yeah, that's the main in general. Appeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I will say for, um, for being an MMO, I, I forgot about the loading screens. Actually, that's kind of disheartening. I forgot about that um, because I remember, you know, when you think of World of Warcraft and you think of like, wait, all of Eastern Kingdoms is basically open to me. Like I'm, I'm in the same. You know, that that's a it's. Especially in 2004, when it first came out. That was mind-boggling. It was like, yeah, bar none, nothing else like yeah. it. And to this day, it's still very impressive, you know, uh, for, for a game that old to be able to have that. Um, I forgot about that in Final Fantasy, and I think that's something that, that is quickly forgotten, because I already forgot about it, right, while I'm playing it. But it is something to keep in mind. Um, and the colors are not as diverse as, I would say, like, in World of Warcraft, for sure, because they in World of Warcraft you might have like the Barons is a good example, right? Barons is kind of similar to what we're looking at here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is purposely empty and vast, but then you have you just look over. You first off you're surrounded by mountains, but then you see crossroads, and it's got the bright red roof and everything like that. It's meant to stand out. Um, that part might not be as prominent, but I do like when you walk out of Ulda. Am I saying that right? Is it Ulda? Yeah, Ulda. Mm-hmm. When you walk out of Ulda. I feel like I can see the entire zone ahead of me, which is something I don't feel in World of Warcraft. But I, and, and Old is kind of up higher, so that makes sense. But I feel like I, I can see everything I, I need to, and I can literally see the place I got to go to, the next zone or whatever. And so I kind of like that aspect of it, is that it's, it feels vast, but still like within reach, if that makes sense. Um, but that's a toss-up. That is a toss-up. Uh, the, the loading screen, I forgot about that. That's something else. Well, if you yeah. forgot about it, I think that shows that you're immersed in the game. So I think exactly, that's exactly right. Sign. That's that's what's weird. It's like a testament to it, but yet it is. It's a downside, but it's something I forgot about, so it's not so bad. <laughs> it's a tricky one. <laughs> um, character design. Uh, I I will admit. I mean, my I got some goofy looking clothes on right now, but I'm a level you know whatever 14, so that's expected. Um, Final Fantasy 14, level 14. Got to make sure to shout that out. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my clothes. I got like this like puffy shirt on. I'm a pugilist with a puffy shirt. Um, and it's kind of weird, but uh, as the game goes on, I'm, I'm assuming you get some fancier clothes. Yeah. That's the main draw of leveling your character. Um, specifically yeah. with the class or job armor sets, you have job quests at certain levels and your main reward for those is a new set of gear. So mm-hmm. always incentivized to do those first if possible, because they give you new abilities or new weapons or gear that are prominent for your character at that time. Yeah. Actually, I do think I have one I have to go do, actually, and I'm thinking about it. 
Um, I need to do that because I've been just trying to focus on doing the main story quests, the ones that have like the flame around them. Um, and so I haven't really been doing any side quests unless I'm too low of a level. So I need to go yeah. back. I think I do have a huge list sitting there. That's a good segue. Uh, so clearly that exclamation point with the flames around it, that's MSQ or main story quest. Right. Uh, the blue quests are features. So it's important to do those as well. Okay. So as you're exploring the land, if you see a blue quest, that unlocks a new type of feature in the game. So whether it be a job or say a different type of group content or anything like that. So it's really good to get those done as well. Uh, Side quests aren't nearly as important. They're basically there to help you level up different jobs if you want to explore that. Yeah. And then is there any sort of indicator that says like this is a, um, a job? quest like the pugilist quest for me or oh you just, know I, I think it's the blue just it the, is blue. the blue yeah i like that design wise the way that they have different colors for different kinds of quests is pretty solid um and then i've noticed that there are like events in the world which is something that was introduced in guild wars 2 this idea of like live events currently happening on and and it was, it was a selling point for guild wars actually um and there's been a few things where i've gotten into where i'm like having to collect cactus guys again but having to collect cactus pieces and turn them into somebody real quick. And I'm seeing other people rush around doing the same thing with me. It, it makes you feel more connected to the world. So that, that is pretty neat. Um, those, those are some of my favorite quests, actually. Uh, and then the cutscenes, I haven't gotten a lot of them. Um, but they do feel like they're done, like, um, what is that called? I forget. What, like, machine of, you know what I'm saying? Like, they feel like they're done oh, in-game. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. They feel like they're done that way. What are your thoughts on those? No, I think it helps uh, keep you grounded in the story. Like you'll have a yeah. lot of quests where there's no uh, character dialogue being voiced, and that's all well and fine. Of course, the main story quests will have those real-time cutscenes where they're voiced and everything. Yeah. And there's even CGI trailers at the end of each expansion, basically. So that's really cool as well. I'm excited for those because that one for the beginning of it, where you actually see like the destruction of the planet, was like, holy cow, that thing's like anime on steroids <laughs> this thing's awesome <laughs> indeed <laughs> and the dragon's like flying around it's like does it have missiles that dragon has missiles that's awesome <laughs> um that's always good uh yeah and then for the audio i i know i generally have the soundtrack turned all the way down do you have yours turned down i don't actually um i really enjoy the background music i think it mm -hmm. helps give a lot of ambiance to each area that you're in especially yeah. with the city states like with old or, or Gudania, for example, I think uh, it helps kind of pull you in more. Yeah. Okay. I need to turn that up then and crank it up because I usually listen to the podcast instead of the music, but uh, you know, you got to get into the game like that. That's good. Um, I do like when you're creating your character because, of course, you have a, a very in-depth character creation. You actually choose the voice of your character, which I thought was really cool. So um, you're able to choose like high pitch and low pitch and you know, like, it was a wide selection, um, which was pretty cool. Do you like the voice acting that they've added in this where it's just like kind of grunts and stuff like that while you're doing abilities? For the main character? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, uh, there's not a lot of variety with WoW and you're basically left with only one or two options, really. <laughs> well, yeah, Depending. like one thing that's, yeah, with World of Warcraft, I have an add-on that turns it off as much as possible because there's a thing where it's like if you hit a button that's not on cooldown, but if you're somebody who like does Mythic Pluses or Raids, you're spamming certain buttons, you know, in between things. They'll sit there like, that ability's not ready yet. That ability's not ready yep, yet. You'll just yep. hear it over and over again. 
So add-ons kill that for you. Um, <laughs> so it's nice to not have that. I feel like I don't have that in this. I do have like a tinging sound when I'm pressing a button that's not ready yet, but that's not nearly as bad. That's not too bad. Um, any Anything else from the design that you think should be pointed out? Because you're, you're sitting there at those, those higher echelons, the higher levels. What's up there? Yeah, for example, uh, one of the main uh, things you do in later expansions are trials. They're basically like one boss, single phase fights, essentially. Well, not single phase, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like there's no trash like in WoW right. or anything. Like mm-hmm. say Onyxia and it's like a one boss encounter. Right. And I think what does uh, it justice most is the soundtrack. Like there are these epic sweeping scores that accompany these grandiose boss fights. And it just makes it more impactful and memorable overall. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I do like the idea that you're just going in for that one boss. Um, and then, yeah, you're saying that it kind of feels like this event that you're going into conquering the dragon or whatever. Uh, that and is pretty awesome. It's story related, too. So you have a okay. motive for being there. And, you know, it just kind of all wraps up in one big package. That's just a feast for the senses. Like, it's fantastic. Now, is that something that you would repeat? Like, each week you got to go do that certain boss again? If you want to, um, like I said earlier with the roulette system, it does incentivize you to go back and help new players because I see if there's a new player in that trial for the first time, you get bonus currency for being there to help them, which Holy is something cow, that's WoW such a does good not idea. do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so <laughs> smart. Wow. Yes. It's a huge uh, reason why the community in Final Fantasy 14 is so much more welcoming than World of yeah. Warcraft. Yeah, there is no, I've, ne- I've never even heard of that. A perk for helping Logan. Yes. That's pretty slick. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Dang. Okay. Oh, man. Play with me, guys. You get a lot of perks. <laughs> I plan to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and give uh, design a grade out of 30. What are you thinking? So similar to story, I'm giving it a 30. It is an right. impeccably designed game. So you're sitting at an 84. That is very, very solid for. Uh, first three levels but we get that bonus boss that we're sitting out there you're walking down the way you're fighting your cactus guys clearly my favorite people in the game so far and you see a cave you walk in that cave it's a bonus area you have 10 points to spend on anything you want and you don't have to spend them all what are you doing with them clearly i'm going to spend all 10 i okay. think this is mainly based off of my transition from wow to final fantasy oh wow. granted transition. i have you know, a bit of a connection to it from my wife and she introduced me to right. the game and having played WoW mainly as a solo player, like it's been remarkable for my development personally to talk with new people in Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I'm giving this all to the community of the game. Community. The community deserves a 10 out of 10. There's going to be more people now like from WoW being, you know, full of refugees. <laughs> Coming yeah, over and yeah. checking out Final Fantasy. Sure. But when I was first getting into this game during Battle for Azeroth, like it was just night and day difference. Like the people in uh, Final Fantasy are so much more happy to help you with anything. And it's yeah. a boon to the game. I think that's its greatest gift. That's about the time Daniel started playing too, actually, and was telling me, he's like, hey, Frank, you want to give this one a second chance? 
I'm like, nah, man, it's just, (laughs) and Daniel, I don't know how many times this kid's told me stuff like this and how many times I've turned him down. He's, he's always been that guy that's like, you know, Frank, I know you like your Ventrilo, but you should probably try on Discord. I think it might be the way of the future. You don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And here I'm like, I love Discord. (laughs) So uh, we've all got those friends that can read the winds that we got to pay attention to. 10 out of 10 for community. That's the best thing to give it to, man, honestly, for an MMO. If, if you're going to pick one thing that needs to be best. and it's So you're giving Final Fantasy XIV a freaking A, 94 out of 100. That is awesome. Absolutely. Um, Compared to WoW nowadays, it's just leagues better. Yeah. Personally, like the game World of Warcraft to me, I will always return for a new expansion and I always get those itches. Even playing this, like, and it happens with all MMOs because I've always been a guy that tries out the new MMO. New World, I'm excited to play that. I've already been in the beta a oh, couple yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm playing a game like this, and it's currently happening to me right now, I'm like, man, I, while I'm questing in this, I'd rather, I'd just love to level a new character in World of Warcraft right now. I'm getting that itch. This particular time, I'm making sure not to fall into that trap, but I'm feeling that itch. A community is a great way to pull you out of that, though. Um, and that's something that Wildstar had a fantastic community, but most other MMOs I've played do not have a community like that. Uh, World of Warcraft does, but that's because it's one I've already established from, you know, 17 years. You better have somebody <laughs> in there, you know. Um, but yeah, the idea that Final Fantasy has a community that's welcoming and inviting and that they encourage helping lobbies is so unique and so cool that that's a really great selling point for the game. People need to try it out. Uh, what is Absolutely. your in-game name and what server are you on for those who want to come oh, and find you? Uh, there well, we go. It's the same as my WoW name. Uh, I go by Kuze. I got it from Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. I was a big fan of the villain, so that's where yeah. I get the name from. And my last name is Llama because my wife's name in the game used to be Dolly Llama. Nice. <laughs> but she like has since changed it, but I kept the old name because I liked it so much. Yeah, Llama. That's and the other thing I with am... WoW is you have a first name and a surname. That's how it is in, in Star Wars uh, Old Republic, which is such a good move. I really like that. As a matter of fact, a system that I think all of them most should pull is the Old Republic, where you have a main with a first and last name. Your alts will get that last name and then also inherit traits from the first character. So, um, for example, if you like level a bounty hunter that has a z- where they're able to zipline somebody to you, uh, you could level a, a sorcerer and they'll gain some abilities that possibly that one will be able to pull stuff to you. So it's a really cool thing. Um, but yeah, I like that. The last name gives you even more uh, personality in the character. If you guys want to find me, I'll be, I'll be slowly leveling <laughs> but uh it's taff grim totem is my character so come nice. on find me i'm taff grim totem um and then on the north american servers so oh right that's there. the other thing is uh with final fantasy you can find people on other data servers yeah and play with them like uh, i'm on the primal data center mm-hmm. on the excalibur server but i can hop servers in that data center and play with other yeah. people seamlessly. I don't have to pay for a character transfer. That is nice. That's another and big I, thing. That is a big one. And I actually read recently that they're going to be expanding it to where you can leave data centers too. To where yes. you could actually because they're they're I think they're adding the oceanic servers or something like that. They are. And so, so you can play with that, cool. European, Asian. Yeah, it's going to be huge for the game. That's a biggie because over on WoW, like I have friends that are from New Zealand and stuff like that that we just. It, coordinating as a mess yep. and so being able to just all hop on the same server is it would be a lifesaver so that is really cool all right um now we've got that 94 the, with this kind of score we already know this was going to happen but we got to walk into that hall of fame the kyle hall of fame of gaming and you go to that mmo section 
is this on the top five list for you? So definitely top five. And mm-hmm. I'd argue it's in fact the top MMO right now. Wow. Yes. Okay. No question. That's, that's, that's high praise guys. And we didn't mean to be selling you guys on Final Fantasy 14, but it sounds like we are. And so <laughs> you guys should be checking this thing out. It's pretty cheap. I think I've, I think I've seen it recently, like $14 for the base game or something like that. Um, and then like, yeah, if you buy the expansion, I think you get like all the expansions prior to that. As uh, well. For example, uh, Endwalker, the newest expansion is out in November mm-hmm. and they have been having a plethora of sales on Shadowbringers. If you buy Shadowbringers, yeah. you get everything. And I got a second copy because I wanted to migrate from PS4 to PC. It was only $20. Yeah, yeah you can't pass that up. That's, yep. that's a good deal. Uh, it is $15 a month, correct? For like the, the high-end um, stuff, right? Actually, the subscription fee is varied. So in my experience, I've only had to pay $10.99 a month. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know Because you can add retainers, which is how you access the market board or the auction house in the game mm-hmm. for the economy, the player economy. And you can have as many of these retainers as you can. And they add a dollar each to your subscription. And that's oh, okay. mainly how you make gill in the game. I see. Okay. I'll have to check mm-hmm. that out. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's not too bad. I mean, really, if you think about other MMOs and stuff like that, and uh, it's, it's solid guys. Uh, it is in my top five, which uh, I've played. I, I think I've played every MMO I can think of that's released. I don't. Oh, Eve Online. I've not played Eve Online yet, but I have <laughs> played everything else that's come out. And uh, I even have a Hobbit somewhere on Lord of the Rings Online. So <laughs> that tells you. Um, and, it, and it is still in my top five. So that is some high praise. Uh, normally we end these things off with some trivia, but I mean, every trivia fact I pulled up on Final Fantasy was the fact that it was rebooted in 2013. The Final Fantasy, A Realm Reborn, which, of course, was a huge, good move by um, Square Enix all around. If I, I may, uh, yes. I was going to mention as well that they're re-releasing the game on PlayStation 5. So if you don't want to play on PC, yeah. you should check that out, Frank, especially. Well, I was <laughs> going to buy it on the PS4 and just assume that it would be like playable on the PS5, but do you have a date on that by chance or, or an idea oh, of when shoot. it's coming out? Um, not off the top of my head, no. Okay. But it's it is probably going to be in November with the new expansion then, I would assume. If not already, yeah. Yeah, just because I notice that when I stream things from the PS5, it tends to stream better. So for the stream watchers, it'll be easier to do that. I'll probably get on the PS4 anyways, you know. You know how it is. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I've bought Minecraft on different systems, so I'm oh, just start adding yeah. Final Fantasy. <laughs> Matter of fact, while we're talking, I'll be editing it out, but there was a ring, and that's from... My godson excited because he bought Minecraft this morning. He's like, what's your guys' server ID? So I guess I'm firing up that <laughs> server again. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you guys very much for joining me. And of course, Kyle, for, for shedding some light on Final Fantasy. Uh, a you. game I definitely needed more light shed it on. So that's really good. Um, and come join us, guys, both on the Discord and uh, everything else, Geek Freaks. We'll be chatting about this. And if you guys need somebody to play with, because MMOs are always better when you're playing with friends, let us know. We'll play with you. We'll level with you. We're on two different spectrums of the game right now. You have somebody doing end game, somebody leveling. We'll find something for you to do. <laughs> All right. All right. Very fitting we'll for the later. level up show. Thank you. Right? Exactly. We'll see you guys later. Bye.